0: Hello, you have somehow accessed the uh, Emma Chizit Drag Pub Quizit podcast, is it? It's a podcast about a pub quiz done in drag. It's the Emma Chizit Drag Pub Quizit podcast, is it starring me, Emma Chizit. Produced by Emma Chizit, put together by Emma Chizit, recorded by Emma Chizit, and... That's it, basically. Oh, song's over. Yeah. So what, what I do on here is I uh, go through the uh, quiz from last week, and maybe promote the uh, quiz uh, coming up next week. Last week was the uh, number seventeenth, number seventeenth, the seventeenth, number seventeen, of the amateurs at drag pub quiz at Tipsy Bear by Eberswalder Straße here in Berlin. Uh, the co-host and um, assistant. Was Mr. Manic, and it was a good night overall. We had a really good time, and these are the questions we did. Um, round one started with asking um, what was the name of David Lynch's debut movie, what was his very first movie, which, of course, you all should know was Eraserhead. And if you don't know that, a lot of people didn't actually surprise me. I, somebody wrote Razorhead, uh, as in, you know, R A Z O R, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, the bonus points were, were named the TV series he recently revived and the name of the 1992 movie based on that show and I actually put it as a clue as if it would help that David Bowie was in it and of course that was Twin Peaks and it was uh, fire colon walk with me not fire colon but you know the character colon and uh, question two was on the cover of Abbey Road which Beatle is barefoot and I thought this was like common knowledge everybody knew this but a lot of people didn't it's Paul McCartney and this was used as one of the uh, reasons or one of the clues to Paul actually being dead. Um, I don't know if you remember that. It was one of the first one of those uh, weird rumors uh, before the internet was was even up there. Um, people said that Paul was dead, and there were like backward mouse messages on various recordings, whatever. And uh, the bonus points were tell me Ringo's real name and the name of the drummer he replaced, and it was Richard Starkey and Pete Best. Question three was, which German brothers are famous for collecting folktales, myths, and fairy tales in the 18th and 19th centuries? And, of course, that was the Brothers Grimm, and I think most people got that. The um, bonus points were for, uh, tell me their first names. And, of course, nobody actually knew this. Uh, and so I explained, and this is one of the things I really need to explain to people who are not into quizzes and not into quizzing. is like, if you don't know, don't go just, oh, I don't know. Uh, but guess Guessing is a good thing, and so I figured, you know, just guess on some, like, German names that people from the uh, 1800s would have, and uh, it was Jacob and Wilhelm, and um, they had, like, certain names, Ludwig and Karl, and Carl. interestingly, one of them was called Carl with a K, and one of them was called Carl with a C, category four was Christmas food. And uh, which takeaway food is so popular in Japan at Christmas that it often has to, has to be ordered weeks in advance? And the answer is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Evidently, that's uh, the big Christmas food in Japan. And um, what do uh, American Jewish families eat? Or do they traditionally go out to a type of restaurant on Christmas Day in America. And um, what type of restaurant? What cuisine? And that's Chinese. And in which country would you find the Coca-Cola-like drink Yulmust on the Christmas table? The answer there being Sweden. Number five uh, was geography. Baku is the capital of which Eastern European country? And that, of course, is Azerbaijan. And I probably should have done um, just names of like to follow the the rule of the of the main one. I should have asked for like what, what is the, um Lisbon and Bucharest are the capitals of what countries? But I switched it around for some reason. I have have no idea why. But for bonus points, name the capitals of Portugal and Romania. And like I said, that's Lisbon and Bucharest. I think I had a much more difficult one, like the capital of Moldavia, uh, which almost nobody knows and I can't even fucking remember at this point. And question six was, on this day in 1978, so not this day that you're listening to this, or this day that I'm recording it a day late, uh, it was uh, last Monday. On this day in 1978, a cult leader in Guyana made his 900-plus followers commit mass suicide, mass suicide by drinking poison Flavor-Aid. Uh, not Kool-Aid. Um, the, the, there's a phrase, drinking the Kool-Aid, which means you've bought into something. And Kool-Aid, uh, the brand, I think, really worked hard to try and get that um, stopped. But And it wasn't even their brand being used, it was Flavor-Aid not that it really matters but what was the name of this cult leader and of course that was Jim Jones what was the name of his religion cult thingy it was pe- the people's temple and this was the hard one uh, the one that I knew nobody was going to get and, and sure enough nobody did um the name the U.S. congressman who was shot when investigating their compound and the bar was playing and from the bar I could hear, oh shit, I just watched that documentary. And I actually gave us a clue that there is a congressman in America right now with the same last name. And I'd be fine with just the last name, but nobody got it. It was Leo Ryan. Category seven in sports. You sport you always have to have a sport question. And I uh, remember in number 16, I actually had two by mistake. And there's another mistake here where I do repeat a category, and I will get to that later. About the category of sport, and it was um, also like uh, current events. Finland's national football team recently beat Liechtenstein in a game and gained entry to what event? Event for the very first time. And the answer to that is, of course, the Euro twenty twenty or the European Cup or something like that. Somebody I think just wrote like FIFA Cup, and I don't know if I, I think I gave him half a point for that. Somebody wrote the World Cup, that did not apply. And um, the bonus points were what year will this aforementioned event be held, so 2020, and in what country? And that is a bit of um, a trick question, because it will not be held in any one country. It will be held in 12 different countries all over Europe. So, because for the 60th anniversary, I I I really don't know why, Um, probably they couldn't get one country to commit to it, because it is quite a commitment, it's quite a financial uh, commitment to... uh, uh, put on something like that. Question number eight, which is the last question in round one, was about gaming and how many six-sided dice are used in the game of Yahtzee. The bonus points were tell me what uh, were which number of dots is on the opposite side of the two on a six-sided die. And how many of the original pieces are still in a standard Monopoly set? After the boot, the wheelbarrow and thimble were taken out a few years ago. And so if you know me... Um, and you know that the first question, the answer to the first question is five. The answer to the second question is five, and the answer to the last question is five. So a lot of, but a lot of people didn't didn't do that math, and they probably haven't been to uh, the quiz before, so they don't know that I do that kind of thing. And I don't always do it, but you know, if you're uncertain, again, try and guess and uh, think that maybe because sometimes I'll make the answers rhyme or something like that, so so that even if you don't know, you can make an educated guess. Um, Education, in this case, being knowing me. Round two started with what fantasy TV show is HBO's most successful ever. And, of course, that's an easy one. That's Game of Thrones. And for a bonus point each. But I think I think a lot of people went like, oh, it can't be Game of Thrones. That would be too easy. Yeah, Well, sometimes it is that easy. And for a bonus point each name, the two writers who wrote the majority of it. And they were called D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. And I even said that I'd, I'd give them points if they uh, people used their nickname. And the nickname being D&D, because that's the first initial of each one of the two writers. Number 10, the Switch is a games console made by what company? And for bonus points, tell me who made the old failed consoles, the Dreamcast and the Jaguar. And as it turned out, uh, Mr. Manic, my co-host there, had actually had a t-shirt with the Dreamcast um, logo on it because he was he almost said it but he didn't he you know he's a Sega fan uh, but he did not say it because that was the answer to uh, the first of the bonus questions the first answer to the first question is obviously Nintendo again that's somebody something everybody pretty much should know but yeah the Sega Dreamcast and I don't think anybody got the Atari Jaguar. And that was a game that I wanted, games console that I wanted desperately, really couldn't afford. And luckily, I never bought it because I think only like 10 or 12 games ever came out for it. And only one or two of them was supposed to be any good. Number 11, the warlike Klingons are a race in what sci-fi franchise? That is, of course, Star Trek. Bonus points, in what sci-fi movie franchises do we have the races, the Na'vi and the Mandalorians? Now, first of all... Uh, The answer to the first bonus question is Avatar, which technically is not a franchise yet, because there's only one Avatar movie, but there's like three more coming for some fucking reason. And I I find it interesting that Avatar, despite it being a huge runaway success, has left almost no imprint on popular culture whatsoever. Nobody remembers the names of the characters. Uh, I think uh, most people would be hard-pressed to name the Na'vi. If you'd be like, oh, did you see Avatar? Yeah. Uh, what were the uh, blue aliens called? And I don't think a lot of people would know that they're called Navi. And the uh, Mandalorians, I put that in there because there's a new show about Boba Fett. I think it's about Boba Fett, called The Mandalorian, which is evidently the race he is or isn't. I don't, I don't know. There's something about that is He's actually not a Mandalorian. I don't know. But the show is called The Mandalorian, so I, I figured that people would know or would have heard about it, but uh, nobody. Fucking nobody got that that was Star Wars, and Mister Manic did say that that might have been because Star Wars is not science fiction, and he's right about that. It's space opera. It's fantasy. It is not actual science fiction. And yeah, so so my error uh, to an extent. I mean, I was aware of this even when I was uh, watching the movies as a kid. That you know, this is not really science fiction, but it's set in space and it's fun. Question 12 was um, about Berlin. I tried to put a couple of Berlin questions, or one or two at least, in, in each one. And this one was, when JFK made his famous, famous Ich bin ein Berliner speech, what building was he standing in front of? And some people knew this. It was Rathaus-Schöneberg. And for bonus points, the year he held the speech, 1963. And what one other phrase he also said in German, but nobody knew this one. And this was, Lasst sie nach Berlin kommen, let them come to Berlin. That was the uh, second sentence, the less famous German sentence that he said. Number 13, what is the name of the famous triangle shaped Swiss chocolate? obviously Toblerone for a bonus point each tell me the principal color of its wrapper and it's yellowish Um, that's the principal color some people said gold it has gold on it as well so fine and what is depicted on it other than the name and it's um yeah a mountain but somebody wrote a mountain and a bear and then brackets the bear is hidden and I thought it was just a joke Uh, somebody else wrote a bear uh, I haven't actually checked on this. I probably should have looked this up, but uh, evidently maybe there's like a bear hidden in the shape of, of the the outline of the mountain, something like that. Um, and it may not even be deliberate as far as uh, I know. Uh, or it may be. I mean, why would they put a bear on it? It doesn't make any sense. How many bears are there in Switzerland? Twelve. Anyway, question number 14. William S. Burroughs is most famous for writing what 1959 surreal book? The Naked Lunch, or just Naked Lunch? A um, few people got that for bonus points. Who directed the 1990 film adaptation, and which actor, most famous for playing a half robot police officer, starred in it? Well, as David Cronenberg directed the movie, it's not re. Well, it's based on the book, but it, it doesn't actually cover the book. It, half of it is uh, about Burroughs writing it, and half of it is about scenes from the book. Um, and I think one team got that right but they spelled Cronenberg wrong but I was like fuck it I'll give him a point for that anyway nobody got the uh, actor who played um, half robot police officer in another film so obviously Robocop Um, that's Peter Weller but I don't think he has that that, uh, larger name recognition Fifteen, got to have a drag question. The new German drag competition show Queen of Drags is hosted by Heidi Klum, Conchia Worst, and Home. So who is the third host of that show? His name is Bill Cowlitz. This is one of those, if you're not from Germany, you're probably not going to know. But if um, you know... You might not even you might not know his name but you might know about about his background where he comes from so for a bonus point name this third hosts breakthrough band and one of their albums and his band was called tokyo hotel that's tokyo with an i because it's the german spelling and um, they've got six albums. I think a lot of people wrote, like, the name of their first single, their breakthrough single or something. I was like, fuck it, I get a point as well. Because I'm fairly kind with these things. Unless I specifically say, like, and spell this correctly or get it just right, then, you know, if you're in the general area, I'll give you a point. Or I'll give you half a point. Um, because I think, um, you know, it, it's not about getting it right. It's about, uh, like I said, guessing, having fun etc and number 16 was the um, use to create your content round which I introduced uh, in um, in fact in number 16 I think I'm going to keep it as question number 16 so this last one in round two so that people have a little bit of time because that's when the break comes up so if anybody needs any more time there and usually create your content if you don't remember if you didn't listen to the first podcast um, then that means it's or weren't at the quiz it is basically I give an answer and people have to write a question that unambiguously matches the answer and uh, five if they do the best one or you know and several may get five if they write really good ones and the answer today was a t-shirt and somebody had picked up on the fact that Mr. Manic had a Dreamcast t-shirt and so actually made the question uh, what uh, item of clothing did Mr. Manic have the Dreamcast logo on anyway I thought that was brilliant that was five points right there then we had a break and Mr. Manic uh, performed and in his performance there was a word in the lyric uh, which was the answer to question number three which was worth five points. I told him when he because I let the uh, guest write question number 17 unless they desperately don't want to and let me do it and it somehow has to relate in one way or another to their performance. So he wrote this question and hold on to your uh, uh, your metaphorical hats right now. This geometric object is the fourth dimensional version of a cube having eight sides where the three-dimensional cube has six. Yeah, I know. The answer is Tesseract. A lot of people said Hypercube, which is a colloquial name. I don't know. I don't think I gave points for that because I did say we had to get it right to get full five points and that it was really hard. In um, 18 was In Wild West Times. William H. Bonney was better known by what nickname? And for bonus points, tell me the nicknames of William Cody and Martha Jane Canary. It was Billy the Kid, Buffalo Bill, and Calamity Me Jane, in that order. Number 19, the name of the first ever man-made satellite launched by the Russians in 1957. And I gave a full point for Sputnik, but one team actually wrote it. In fact, the winning team, they wrote Sputnik 1, which was technically the full name of the satellite. So... Yeah, I think they got a bonus point for that, and uh, bonus points also for um, you know the Russians put the first animal and first human being into orbit, so uh, bonus point each for uh, the names of that animal and that human being, and of course it was Laika and Yuri Gagarin. Uh, And here is where I made an error. Question number twenty was about a cartoon. As was question number 24. And I'm sorry, that, that's just sloppy. I should have at least moved one of those to another round so we don't have two cartoon questions in the same round within four questions of each other. I'm sorry, that's sloppy, and I apologize, and I will attempt uh, to uh, remedy that and not make the same mistake in the future. 20, what was in The Simpsons, What is the name of the neighbourhood bar? And then for a bonus point, each, name the convenience store and the name of the series creator. And I did say that the convenience store had to be spelled correctly and uh, mr mannick of course pointed out that it is spelled technically incorrectly and i said yeah but spell it incorrectly correctly because it is the quick dash e dash mart so quick k-w-i-k and the bar uh, the main question of course is mose bar bar is optional just mo's and the uh, series creator is Ma- matt graining and I know how to pronounce that because he used to do a comic um, strip called Life in Hell well before he uh, did The Simpsons. And he would occasionally put in graining rhymes with complaining, not moaning. 21 was who concluded that E equals MC squared. We had a, a bit of a back and forth about conclusion and, and exactly what, yeah who postulated, etc. Of course, was Albert Einstein. I don't think anybody got that wrong. Um, But who concluded, uh, concluded again, uh, it was actually a hard question to write with the bonus points, that each action has an equal and opposite reaction. And who postulated the three laws of planetary motion? It was Isaac Newton and Johannes Kepler, respectively. 22, we move from geniuses to uh, idiots. Uh, It was the Gallagher brothers were the songwriters and lead figures in what band? Of course, that was Oasis for a bonus point each. Name the respective bands they started after breaking up. Noel Gallagher has a band, I think they're still around, called High Flying Birds, although usually listed as Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds because otherwise people wouldn't know it was the dude from Oasis. And um, uh, Liam Gallagher put together a band of former Oasis members, and they were called BDI. Uh, They're no longer around. Um, Somebody wrote BDIs again. Yeah, fuck it, you're close enough. 23, according to most military historians, what does the D in D-Day stand for? I really like this question because nobody got it right, and it's one of those, oh, okay. Um, Because a lot of times I will do questions I know nobody will get it, and that's fine if the answer is interesting or funny or something like that. I mean, usually I try to phrase it in a way or try to put it in a way that, will make it possible for people to at least guess but so was the d and d-day stand for actually stands for day so there you go and a bonus point each name the two words that were used for the code name of the operation on that day and the operation was called market garden so the two words were market and garden obviously and then the final question again Sloppy by me is another cartoon question. And it was, what is the name of Scooby-Doo's closest pal on the gang of Mystery Solvers? Of course, it's Shaggy. And for bonus points, name the two girls of the group. They're Daphne and Velma. And because some people were German or whatever, I accepted Welma as well, because the V sound is made with a W in German. So, And that was the quiz. Next week, um, on the December 2nd, my guest will be H.P. Loveshaft, one of the, um, I would say probably... I mean, no shade to all the other drag kings around in Berlin, but as for my money, the best drag king in Berlin, somebody I really, really enjoy, and I'm I'm super, super, super very chuffed to um, have him on the stage with me and uh, to participate. I don't yet know how good he is as a co-host, but I suspect he's pretty damn good. So come on down for that and. Um, Again, I promised in the last one that I would record something for the theme of this particular podcast on the evening. But, you know, it was I didn't have the proper recording thing set up and whatever. So I just didn't do it. I might do it next week. I might not. I might wait because we've got three episodes or or events left in this run. It will be 18, 19 and 20. And um, the last one is on December 30th. And we have not yet booked if we're going to continue or when we're going to continue maybe we take a break in january february uh because i've got a lot of things to do at least in uh, february well late january early february so we'll see maybe we'll take a little break maybe we won't uh, also do note that if you do uh, want to come down we actually don't charge to uh, be part of the quiz anymore it used to cost five euro to play the quiz but at this point, it's like, it's free, come on in, do whatever. You're welcome to donate €5 euro or €10 euro like somebody did last night. Because I do have to pay the queen. I pay the queen. Well, in this case, the king. Um, I do pay the performer because I think performers should all be paid. And this is my event. I'm putting it together. So I need to pay. And that means that sometimes I lose a little bit of money. Not a lot. I mean, it's a €5, euro, €10, euro, whatever. But sometimes um, I actually make a little bit. And I did last time. I made like €25. Euro, so this is kind of nice. Uh, I'm hoping to make it a, a bit more in the future as it g- get, gains popul- popularity. Can't even fucking speak. I'm sorry. It's the middle of the night. It's like um, it's almost 3 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday when I should have delivered this and put it up online like yesterday. So I'm just rushing through this. I'm not going to be editing it. I'm not fixing the sound. Just doing Nothing. All I'm going to do is I'm going to stop talking in a little bit and then I'm going to put the theme in and that will be the end of episode two of the Emma It Drag Pub It podcast, is it?